the Now That We're a Family podcast. So this podcast reminds me a lot of our very first podcast, because apparently <laughs> Elijah and I, we were coming out here to record, and we're like, we are both wearing the exact same thing we wore for the first podcast. So yeah. aren't we? I think you're well, yeah, the first podcast in this studio. We, I, we were wearing these exact... Were yeah. you wearing those pants? I might have been more, even wearing these pants. Wow. That is crazy. That is crazy. What are the odds? I know. It's a little matchy-matchy, but it's okay. This is a different episode, and like four months later. So welcome to the podcast, you guys. Oh, you know what? I wanted to say something. I wanted to thank all you guys for leaving reviews and ratings. It's been mm. a while since we've thanked you guys, mm. but can I actually just pull up one real quick? Because I yes. was reading through these the other day, and they just blessed the socks off of me, and I just want to thank you guys and when I'm talking about ratings or reviews, that's if you listen on iTunes, you can basically click the five star button <laughs> and let us know that you like the podcast. <laughs> or you could actually write, oh, oh, I'm turning on one of our, our episodes right now. Technology fail. Let me see. Or you could like write words. And I just wanted to read this right now because I thought it was so sweet. This is Emmy. And she said, never one to leave a review. I'm doing so now that you, so that you two are encouraged to keep these going. I'm older than you, but I love how much wisdom you share. Thank you. And please don't stop the podcast. Wow. That yeah. means so much. Seriously, that, the fact that you made an effort to get on there and write that. And like you said, you're not, you're not one to typically do that. Wow. I know that meant so much to me. And also I have to read this one too, because this person said, I have not missed a single episode and wow. I feel so blessed every time I listen thank you for sharing your wisdom with us Katie and Elisha and I don't feel like we have any wisdom to share if that is coming across you know praise the Lord because he works in spite of our our weaknesses and I know me at least saying things that I sometimes don't even realize I'm saying so yeah, well, I think is it Jude that says to him alone who is wise, be glory and honor, dominion and power. Is that what it is? There's only one wise, and that is to God. To the only wise God, yes. Yeah, be glory, yeah. And so if there is any wisdom, then we can confidently say it's not coming from us, but it's coming from God. And if, he, if it's coming through us, then that's in spite of us, and praise be to God. So thank you so much yeah, for leaving that guys. rating and review. We actually have this really lofty goal can I tell him the goal? Sure. Okay. It's hitting a thousand reviews and ratings by the end of 2021, which is a huge goal. Right now we're at 781. So we'll keep you guys posted as the weeks go by. Um, but yeah. that's our big goal. Let's see. It's September. Is this our last episode? I think we've got one more. No, yeah. This is our last episode in September. So we basically have three months. Yeah. Do that. So either Elisha and I have to go out and create like 300 fake accounts. Yes, there or, we go. No. That's always a good solution. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be a big waste of time. Anyway, so yeah, we're kind of reliant on you guys for that. So if you enjoy the podcast, let us know. And then also, we had a big change this week. Yeah, well, this episode that we're about to jump into is going to be fun because it's a Q&A. Uh, Katie, did, we did a Q&A on Instagram a few days ago. And we responded to a couple of the questions on Instagram, but we decided to save some of them for this podcast episode. Uh, but a question that I have for Katie, actually, it might be pertaining to what you were about to say, and it wasn't asked us on the Q&A, but I'm curious to hear Katie's thoughts on this. Katie, you changed the name of your Instagram, Now That I'm a Mother, and you changed it to Now That We're a Family. 
because that's more in line with where we're currently at, what we're doing. How are you feeling about that? It's okay. So at first it was like really hard. It was so hard. I cried about it twice, Yeah, which is so silly sounding. But um, after a week, just being honest, now that we're a family, you answering some questions over there, Elisha, I just feel so right. Hmm. And it's so fun. I'm so excited about the future. And I think that anytime we're, I, I think Elisha and I have done this a lot. And I'm so grateful to you, Elisha, for being sensitive to the Lord's leading where you're willing to pivot when it's when you just feel really strongly that's what the Lord's placed on your heart. Hmm. And I think that this pivot of the Instagram, even just a name change, but you guys know, I think we're a little bit more open with you here on the podcast than people who just are on Instagram um, with some of the emotion and reasons why we've changed it to now that we're a family. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's like it's this feeling of fear kind of or like, oh, my word, I'm losing something. But when you let go and you're pivoting into something that you really feel strongly about that the Lord's leading you in, it, there's just a lot of freedom and joy there. And so I think that that's what I'm experiencing now, like just like I did when I quit YouTube, just like we have a lot of different times when you've quit jobs or, you know, hmm. the Lord's just continue to lead in these little ways. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you feel that way because I, I feel that way. But I know that I had less personal. Well, I feel like we are invested at the same level. We've both been invested in this decision. And even prior to it changing over to now that we're a family, it was definitely a team effort in, in that having that Instagram account. Yeah. Elisha was very, very involved behind the scenes but on think, that Instagram account. But I think that you were involved on a, on much more, I don't know, like a personal level or like on a like you had so many established, well, still do, I say had, like it's not this way anymore. You had established so many relationships on there and you had taken so many thoughtful hours to write out captions, to get great photos and to um, really kind of like establish who you are and, and what your heart is and share that with so many people. And uh, even though it was us working together, it was your voice for so for for a few years, and it, they were your photos, and so it, it makes sense that it was a lot, lot more of a an emotional transition for you than than for me. Yeah, and I think that's a big reason why we changed it. Is I didn't like the feeling of this is different again for every. I'm not saying this is bad, but for our marriage, it wasn't a super healthy thing having Elisha support my brand my personal brand. And, um, we just didn't want that long-term. We didn't want the like wind beneath my wings kind of thing where I got all this like encouragement and feedback and affirmation from people. And Elisha was just like doing a lot of the behind the scenes work. We really wanted it. And I really wanted it to be this team effort because it is a team effort and I wanted it to be viewed as a team effort. And so that's, that's kind of, part of why we changed the name, I guess. Yeah. So. And it is, I think already, it was already naturally leading to more of a family, you know, profile and the family brand. Um, because that's where, cause you've changed since you started it. When you started yes. that account, you were just a brand new mother. And mm -hmm. so it was, so now that I'm a mother was very, very, I guess, appropriate for where you're at in your life. And now 
now that now that we're a family i know it just goes so so perfectly <laughs> no i think having four children us working so much more closely together in different areas of our life it, it's just what you're speaking to it's where you're at in your personal life so it just it makes a lot of sense yeah so i just feel a lot of alignment at this point That's and excited great. so good. yeah it was a good reminder for me because i was a little nervous when we made the change and it reminded me of how much i want to be consistent in growing and stretching ourselves and finding ways to get outside of our comfort zone and to take risks even because uh, there's something about the comfort zone that can really that can really kill creativity. Yeah, it's like if you feel like a knot in your stomach, then it's probably like the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> when, I not mean that it's the right thing. When you and I are aligned in it, I yes. guess I lean a lot on Elisha because I will, I think Elisha and I both are risk takers in different ways, but when our visions align. It's like, yes. okay, this is right. And like Elisha really helped push me over the edge. So I was like, I think this is right, but I'm like second guessing it all. And he's like, no, I'm still confident. This is the right thing to do. So I really leaned on you for that. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's just something that I always want to be doing in life is, is growing, finding ways, like I said, to stretch yourself. Okay. So do you want to dive into these questions? Let's do it. I feel like that was a long monologue about us <laughs> well it was a it was, an, it was a, a relevant update yes it was relevant at. it yeah. was relevant and it's something we're very excited about yeah. so this is a question um would you guys ever buy or build in the country and try to homestead <laughs> wow funny you should ask <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't bought or built anything so don't get your hopes up that's yeah. not an announcement for this episode it's funny how we've kicked so into that mindset over the last few months because we straight up, well, no, I shouldn't say we never, we weren't in that mindset because I think when Katie and I got married, we both had talked about wanting to do that at some point in our family life. You know, we're like, okay, if the Lord blesses us with children and as they're growing, we'd love to have a property and to give them these work and chore opportunities. And it'd be so fun to be able to grow your own food and you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. Uh, but we literally didn't want to do it. Like we didn't want to start like taking steps to do it until like a couple weeks ago. It yeah, feels like. Yeah. I think we both had in our brain. I think it's ideal or going to be ideal for our kids to grow up in the country. We both did and we both loved it. And I went from like a five acre farm to actually a 50 acre farm where we did a lot of like orchard and cow milking and raising your own beef cows and beef chickens and mm -hmm. egg layers, like full hobby farm kind of thing. And my parents did that because my sisters and I really, really wanted to do it. And so that style of homesteading has never gotten all the way out of my system hmm. at all. Like yeah. it's, it's the dream I have always had for someday, I guess with my own kids. Yes. But that said, when you're just like hauling a lot of babies around all the time, it's really hard to picture like going out to milk a cow twice a day when you like have two kids that can't walk. Right. You know? And so I think we both thought like, okay, when Leon's seven or eight, yeah. when Leon's seven or eight, that's what we've told ourselves ever since we've gotten married. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's funny how the bug just, we got the bug recently. Yeah, and, uh, and like I said, prior, prior to these last couple of weeks, I was so happy and content and still am, but I think like I didn't, I was not in a hurry to get out of the, you know, the sub suburban style living and living in a subdivision and, um, being, I don't know, like we, I mean, when we first got married in Bend, we lived like in downtown Bend's not really a city, but we were living in, in the downtown area of Bend and, 
Um, and now, you know, we can bike to downtown and, and all of a sudden I'm like, boy, it'd be great to go to town once a week. You know, <laughs> that sounds, yeah. that sounds really fun. So we'll see. We're, we're looking at properties yep. for sure, but, um, nothing's happened yet that yeah. we can report on. Yeah. You know, what's crazy too, is looking in retrospect at your guys's, especially that do for property, the 50 acre farm, it was the real deal operation. I mean, you guys, you guys had the beef cows, you had the milk cows, you had the chickens, you, you had the huge garden. I mean, how many acres was your garden? Well, our garden was just an acre. I think the whole fenced area was three acres though, like with big, tall deer fencing. So we had the orchard was in an acre, the 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 garden, and then the middle was going to be the vineyard, but we never ended up planting that. Gotcha. Yeah. But then you guys got water from your own Creek. Yeah. We had bees. We irrigated with our creek yes we, we were I mean, in a town of 600 people so that's like full-blown farm if you aren't farming why are you there? yeah exactly <laughs> but even your drinking water was from the creek right yeah well guys, for a long time we did that yeah you'd go out and just get the fill up your berkey in the in the creek and and uh that was awesome yeah we weren't like off the grid or anything we still had electricity yeah. but it was a really cool experience and yeah we, we both loved it. I'm really so. glad that you have that experience because even as you and I are researching more and looking at properties and I'm, I feel like I'm learning a whole new side of you where you're able to reference things and your knowledge base is not, it's, it's not like we're starting from ground zero. Thanks to you. Well, it's like when I walk through the woods with you and you know what all the trees and all the plants are because your dad was a logger. Yeah, that's weird when stuff like, stuff from your childhood comes back. Elijah, like, like I do, do I not know all this? picture him as like this woodsman and then he walks through the woods and is just like calling out everything like, oh, this is this, this is this. And I'm just like, who are you? So it's going to be fun. It's like, you know, when you see your spouse become a parent for the first time and you mm. see this whole new side of them, I feel like that's what it's going to be when we homestead yeah if we're able to do it yeah lord willing that's still the dream exactly um okay so okay top five tuesday jingle top Top five tuesday (laughs) jingle we are both doing okay Okay. what the heck was that about uh we wanted to get on here we just got done recording this week's podcast episode but we wanted to you're cutting off my whole face i'm sorry there we go i haven't done a selfie camera in a while uh top five tuesday is our weekly email that goes out to the top five tuesday email list and if you're not a part of that then i think you're missing out you are missing out elisha is hilarious he updates you guys on our life and he shares the favorite books we've been reading funny things the kids have been saying yeah, like so family activities, things. new hobbies, stuff like that. Big announcements. Yes. Um, so Top 5 Tuesday. We'll link it below in this episode so you can go and you can join the Top 5 Tuesday email list. And every Tuesday, be looking out in your inbox for an email from Elisha and Katie. And we'll be filling you in on the top five things from our previous week. So head over there and join the, uh, the Top 5 Tuesday crew. Tuesdays just got better. Wow, Katie's all about the jingles. <laughs> Hey, we need to practice that or something. Okay, thanks guys. Tips for budgeting and prepping for this impending high inflation and shortage we're supposed to get. Wow, holy smokes. I should have, should have filtered these questions a little bit more. I said, do you closely. want me to ask you any of them? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know if we're very, quali- I know we're not qualified people to be answering this question. Like, we aren't. We aren't qualified. Yeah, I don't know. We're trying to, I guess, put any money that we do have. If we've got savings, we probably want to 
get it into something that's not cash. <laughs> I don't know, property I know. Or we're, like... we're just kind of walking through this to like, oh, okay, like how much is just like hearsay, how much is, you know, but we just think, I think we've just thought diversifying is a good idea. Yeah. So if you have, you know, a few hundred dollars cash, having a few hundred dollars in food would be like a good idea. Mm-hmm. But we don't have any like great budgeting or tips. I just thought I'd ask that question to see Elisha squirm. Yeah. <laughs> Look well, at him. His hands are crossed now. Stop it. Yeah. His body My, I'm in a closed position now or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think our, our pretty much our only goal is to like put any savings we have into a property. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We would like to get a property. So that's our savings goal. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Do you, I just didn't want you to feel alone, I guess, in that question. Like, I think there's a lot of people that are trying to figure that out right now. And we definitely thought through it too. So house plans, let's see. Well, we, house plans. Do you have any house plans? Plants? House plans. Plans. For like building a house, I guess. Oh, uh, we kind of do. Yeah, it's hard to explain it though. I feel like on a podcast. Well, can I start asking the questions <laughs> over here? Give me that. Yeah, you are not. I don't think you're okay, doing... so here's the thing with the house plans. Elisha and I both decided we never wanted to build because anyone we'd watch build live in a li- would live like in a shop or an RV for like forever, hmm. and we did that for six months, and we're like, this is good. That is good. And then the house always ends up being so much more expensive than you thought. It takes like more years than you thought. And we're like, there are nice houses you could just buy already built. Like, why wouldn't we just do that? So literally until this last year, when we were like, you know what? It'd be actually really cool to build our house. So you never know when these bugs are going to hit you guys. Because we did design our house. We have it all laid out. And what's funny is we didn't disagree on anything. Yeah, that was fun as far as what were priorities yeah. and what we what we were all right excluding from a home. What we didn't want, what we would want to add in. Both of us are just like, oh, yeah, that, 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 yeah. that. We did it on a car trip. And then we're like, that was great. Yeah. Like, let's build this house. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to ask a couple questions here. Um, how do you handle seasons of disconnection in marriage? Uh, that's good because that happens. I mean, it happens in our marriage. I've, I'm assuming it, it happens in most, if not all, marriages. And, you know... I think that the, the extremity of the extremeness or the extremity, I mean, I, the level of I like extreme, where you're going. The, the, the level of disconnection has varied in extremes over, <laughs> over the last, uh, five, five years. But I, I am grateful that Katie and I, I think remember some like quotes in those times where it's like, Hey, if if the good times ended, that means these hard times will end too. Or we'll, and we'll always say things like, oh, the good times will come again. And that's what's so fun about getting reps underneath your belt, whether that's in disagreements and then working through it, whether it's in having seasons of disconnection and then working through that and finding connection and having that aligned vision once again and just feeling like you you know how the other person is doing and they know how you're doing. Once you've done that a handful of times, it gives you that confidence to just stick with it and to ask ask questions and to pursue the other person. And I would say this last year, especially we've gotten a lot quicker at identifying when we're not connected Mm -hmm. and addressing it in a let in not a like real dramatic way, not letting it get to this huge blow up and being like, what are you doing? Why, why'd you say that? Why I feel like you're not even acknowledging where I'm at in my life or, you know, how, how I feel. And, and we'll make a point to go on a date. We'll make a point to just spend time together. 
to, I mean, do like some of the basic things, just like open the word together to pray together. Um, I feel like you and I acknowledge when those seasons are happening now and we don't freak out and we're like, Oh, okay, well then let's start, let's connect then, you know, let's connect in conversation and, um, you know, emotionally, relationally. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I think what you're saying is true. I think we've got a lot better at keeping short accounts Yeah. and just addressing it quickly nipping things in the bud, which is really nice. I also think, like you said, like some of the cliche things like communication are really hard to have when you're both emotionally distant or disconnected or upset when you have a bunch of kids running around. Hmm. And so for us getting away for a date night has really helped that Mm. or choosing when to bring up the discussion. Cause sometimes you're so tired right before you're going to go to bed. We've definitely had bedtime discussions where you put the kids down and just need to talk something through. But I think having that time to be able to go all the way through a conversation is really helpful. You know, instead of just getting halfway, never really getting to the root and then you both have to leave to go do, you know, Elisha's going to work or I'm going to something or taking care of the kids. They're demanding attention. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's just like, you have more time to think about what they just said. And you're never getting down to like the heart and the root of the issue. And so I think for us, um, courageous conversation style conversations where you go through from start to finish and just really seek to find the root of the issue have been really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. It's been interesting the last, uh, year as I've been working from home far more than I ever have. Um, it, it'll, it'll seem a little bit more confusing to me. Maybe it's not as confusing to you where I'm where we will spend multiple days around each other a lot, you know, like in the car, maybe road tripping somewhere, but then we're at an event, but we are together like physically in proximity. I'm working from home. We might even be working on projects together and we're physically with each other. But then oftentimes that's led to some of the times of us feeling the most disconnected. And I think a big reason is, is because you are, you know, quality time is your primary love language. Mm -hmm. And I, I am a little bit more maybe introverted than you where I enjoy time by myself to kind of recharge. And so in those times where we're around each other a lot, I'll think, boy, I really want to go, you know, recharge. And you're so hungry for quality time. And you're like, oh, we've been together, like we've been around, but I really need to connect with you. I want to hear what your thoughts are on this topic and, and really talk it all the way through. And uh, I think we've we've gotten better at finding solutions for those things. Yeah, well, I would say I don't think it's so much you working from home because you reference this a lot, but you don't actually work from home. You work at coffee shops. Yeah. So it's more, I think, this summer us traveling so much together hmm. and then maybe us getting burnt out or like having days maybe where we're prepping for someone to come over. Yeah. I don't know. You know, we're yeah. both like... Cause we've had a lot of guests and then we've been gone a lot. And then m- your work days are like three days in the middle of the week or right. something like that, yeah. you know? And yeah. so I think that's been really draining yes. on our marriage and yes. we don't want to spend another summer like we did this summer, but we're going to have to figure that out. Yes. But it's not something that we did realize is bad for us is Elisha being home all day and me being home all day. And I think we've pretty much got around that. Yes, I think so. We, that was something that we enjoyed for that season where I worked like a salary nine to five or eight to five type of job was that like we could count on that every evening, me coming home from work 
and we admit we missed each other, you know, Mm -hmm. we wanted to connect. And then there was every Friday night felt like this big time celebration. Um, and there's less of that type of formal flow to our work week now. Mm -hmm. Um, which we, we appreciate, we actually, there's way more, there's way more pros than cons to our current schedule. I think here in the middle of the afternoon today. So there's definitely stuff like that. Yes, that's right. Okay. okay. I'll ask one more and then I'll give you this one. Uh, This is great because Katie and I have been talking a lot about this. How do you have vision for life or goals? She says, I feel so scattered. Yeah, we've gone through this. Yeah, definitely. Because over these last uh, few weeks, I'd say, Katie and I I are big time goal people in general. I mean, when we were dating, when we were engaged, we were both reading, you know, self-development books and we were writing books on how to make goals and, and we were sharing, you know, goals and dreams with each other from, from the beginning of our relationship. And, uh, and we've continued to do that ever since, I think. And over these last couple of months, as we, we, we've gotten more interested in homesteading, it's like made us deviate a little bit from like our businesses and maybe some other personal goals that we had. And we felt like our brain was in two different places Yeah. where we were like, okay, we've got our business goals and maybe our like, you know, savings and financial goals and like fitness goals and whatever things over here. And then we've got like our off the grid homesteading goal <laughs> over here. Um, and we were bouncing back and forth between the two. And it was really hard to have this aligned vision and to feel like, even though we both agreed on those things, it's like we were bouncing back and forth at different times. And so you would be excited about one thing while I was excited about the other. And then, and then we'd swap. And, um, and just recently, I think Katie and I have both really found a great equilibrium and realizing that one, I think when you're a Christian and when you seek first the kingdom of heaven and when you acknowledge him in all of your ways, you know, then and, you, and like what we've talked about before, you really find your calling in life, not, you don't look inward for your calling. You don't look inward for what your purpose is here on earth. You look to the Lord and to his word and what he has explicitly called us to as his blood-bought children for your calling. And then you let that then, you know, shape your affection in the desires of your heart. And then from there, you break it down practically. You're like, okay, well, I've got the Lord's called me to this to you know, proclaim the glory of him that's called me out, out of darkness and into his marvelous light to go out into all the nations and to make disciples. Well, what does that look like? For, okay, that's what, I, that's what the Lord's called me to. What does that look like in a practical way for me as a, as a husband or as a father, as an entrepreneur? And then you break your goals down f- from there. I think Katie and I have gotten better at doing that. And that doesn't mean we neglect some things that people might consider, consider, you know, carnal or, um, worldly. It's like, no finances is a part of that growth. If we're going to have a business, a business like inevitably die dies. If you don't have like a three to five year game plan for it, that's just Mm -hmm. the nature of business or of, of like anything. And so we need three year goals for our business. We need five year goals. We need to break that down into a 90 day action plan for our goals. But getting to that point starts with like looking to the Lord, looking to his word and then breaking it down from there. Yeah. I think that it's most important, like gaining clarity is one of the things that sometimes Elisha and I have to do before we can even look at our goals to get like big picture clarity. And that is time in God's word. Usually for us, it means getting up in the morning before the kids do both of us working out and eating well and uh, turning off screens earlier, like reading, doing all these little tiny things Mm. can really help get our brains reading books. 
I, I mentioned that, but the type of books we're reading, yes. this isn't like fiction. This is something that's stretching your brain either spiritually or, you know, learning something new. And then once we're in that space, then it's a lot easier to be like, okay, now let's look at the bigger picture. Because wow. at that point, I feel like your esteem's better, your mind's yeah. clearer, you have an eternal perspective, you have a healthy earthly perspective, and then you can go to the drawing board and go, okay, five-year goals, what are our goals for this year? What are our goals for 90 days? And then Elisha and I also get on the same plan monthly. We write our three monthly goals on the calendar and our weekly goals. So that can help too, because sometimes when you're not, you, you can't always feel inspired, right? You can't always feel excited about what you're doing and people that are successful and get to where they're hoping to go versus like chasing a little rabbit path, mm. zigzagging back and forth up a hill or something is having that roadmap in times when you are clear. That's and right. so Elisha and I refer back a lot to times when we s took the time to plan out a long roadmap and we yes. are happy, clear minded, got good counsel. And then you know, say a week, everything just feels like it's falling apart. We're just like, okay, well, we're just not going to think big picture today. We're just going to do all the little tasks right. that line up with these goals and, and think about those goals when you come out of the woods. Wow. This, that happens on a regular basis for us. It happened yesterday. Oh, yeah. So it's Friday right now that we're recording this episode. And so yesterday, Thursday, by the, it's like all star all, Sunday night, we get sit to get, we sit down together, we plan our week. And I'm so pumped. I've got so much clarity on what I need to attack. And you jump into Monday and Tuesday and you feel like you know what you're doing. And then for whatever reason, depending on the week, it's like halfway through, we'll get derailed. Something will come that's not scheduled into your life or you have a late night that you weren't expecting and it kind of throws off your morning routine. And that happened this last week. And I woke up Thursday morning trying to remember what the heck I was doing, why I was doing the things I had written down to do that week. And I had, and I kind of shared that with you mm -hmm. and you referenced me back to our three month goals. You're like, well, these are the, the, the three objectives for, for the, for the fourth quarter of 2021. So then, then we're, we broke these things down. That's why we're doing that on Thursday, you know, here at the end, end of September. And I was like, oh, that's right. And I did those things. Um, instead of just listening to my emotions and being like, what the heck is, am I supposed to do with my life here? Yeah. Every single week, there's an arc to the week where we are excited, clear stuff gets foggy, and then we need a recharge. Yeah. And that happens every week. Yeah. And I think that that happens monthly and yearly and all those things. So it's really important that we listen to our emotions. It's great to feel emotions, but when you have goals in place, you act in spite of them. Instead in spite of, of your emotions, yeah. Yeah, you act in spite of those emotions instead of listening to them and letting them derail you into either doing nothing or completely just, you know, becoming a circus performer because being a mechanic wasn't all yes. that you thought it was going to be right. on exactly. an average Wednesday, That's you right. know? Yeah, and I mean, it's so practical, but you said it, and I want to reiterate it because of how big of a deal it is for us getting up before the kiddos, waking up early, getting in the word and exercising our bodies. Mm -hmm. Like just those three things, if Katie and I are able to do that, it brings so much clarity. It's like the, they're like the grounding principles to our life, the grounding activities, I should say, to, to having like a clear vision and remembering why we're doing what we're doing. Okay. So when will you try for number five? Whoa. Personal 
<laughs> uh, well, I mean, the first, first, how do you know we're not right now? You know, that's the first thing I want to ask. No. That's the question. Also, the other question is, why have people been asking this since I've been like five weeks postpartum? <laughs> Lawrence <laughs> just turned seven months. So our kids would still be 16 months apart. So I don't know. Maybe you do that like back to back six, seven, eight times. Women do. That's impressive. Wow. Are you getting like, are you starting but to feel I pressure? I feel like you're like getting I do. defensive. I do. I feel pressure because I've gotten asked that like every day for months. And I'm just like, guys, like maybe four is it. You never know. Yeah. Leon's four. Lucy's three. Lewis is two. And Lawrence is... Seven, Seven months. months. Nice. Yeah. So I think we're really enjoying this time with yeah. our, our kiddos. Yeah. It's been really sweet. Yeah. We would love it if we, we'd love to have more children, I think in the future. Um, but for the time being, we definitely feel a ton of peace and freedom and just love it on the four that we have and trying to fill their cups. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very full house and we love it and we're open to whatever the Lord has, but not trying to rush anything. Mm-mm. Okay, let's see here. How do you avoid being a nagging wife and what does Elisha do when you are one? Wow. What do you do when I'm a nagging wife? <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't remember you do, being that way <laughs> oh, ever. Oh, come on. So I don't know. I definitely don't have like a default. I don't have like a MO that I revert to when you're a nagging wife, because it's cert- if it has occurred, it hasn't recurred regularly enough for me to establish that. Elisha, <laughs> do you not have anything to share? No, I mean, I think that, you know, it's funny. A better it's, term that might trigger you more is micromanaging. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I think that, um, I think certain things that I've said, like, I don't think this is, I don't think these are good things that we've done. But but a couple unhealthy ways to yeah, handle a couple this. <laughs> times that I remember addressing it is just as I think I, I was like, I told you you seem more like my mom than my lover at one point when we were back at that the town home in Centralia. Oh yeah, that was actually. Did you say that? Yeah, I was like, hey, like you feel more like my mom than my wife or my lover. I don't know what I said. I I told you you felt like my mom and that you're. <laughs> Like babysitting me. Our marriage and is I was the like, worst maybe it's I ever need... been in the townhome. Wow, you think so? Oh, do you think so? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> We've agreed on this off the podcast. <laughs> At least I thought we did. It was uh, bad. Yeah. Uh, so I said that. And then one time, I don't know if this is pertaining to the same like type of thing, is remember we were like driving, we were trying to, you were morning sick. You were nauseous. And so this was really insensitive <laughs> of me. I was pregnant with Leon. So yeah, was my first. first. And so we were newly, like we had been married for a few months and we were just every normal things that I thought were normal conversations, like talking about directions or, you know, what time we should get up the next morning or, you know, where we should, what we should have for dinner. It felt, it, it felt like a, a really big conversation that I felt like you were whining and I told you that. Yeah. It's like, it feels like you're really whiny. (laughs) What did I say? I just felt bad because I knew I was whiny. Well, then I feel bad because it's obviously you were pregnant for the first time and you're nauseous. And and I, well, I will say this. I don't think you really, I think first time wives or first time pregnant moms and first time dads. Yeah. It is a new transition yeah. because I think you're so much more understanding now. 
to how I'm feeling, you know? And I think, uh, and I do think I was being whiny. So there's that. But then there's also like, I was road tripping with all your friends for like two days. They weren't my friends. Katie. <laughs> you make it sound, this was our trip. That yeah. With all your friends. No, it, I just got along with them better than, <laughs> than you did. Yeah. They were just as much your friends as they were my friends. <laughs> it's not like I created my dream team of road trip companions and I and I excluded you from forming it. It probably would have been worse if you'd done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all I'm saying is I think I had some room to be whiny, yeah. but I do think I was, and it was just annoying. Yeah. So Elisha just tells me, I guess, when I'm being annoying. Uh, and not, I don't do it very tactfully. He does like. it very memorably, however. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it gets the job done. <laughs> and there's always truth in it. Elisha has a very long patience meter. So by the time he says something, I realize uh, you are so right. It's not I, like I say it once and can. I'm like, oh, it was one time. It's like, you're right. I've been whiny for like three days. That is pretty annoying. Well, I do think I would hope that and, and you can either affirm this or or uh, deny it. I don't know um, <laughs> that. I think I've gotten better at taking, I hope that I've gotten better at taking ownership when I do feel like you're maybe nagging or kind of micromanaging my life where I'm like, okay, clearly I'm not behaving in a way that's instilling confidence in to Katie where she does feel like she needs to check in on different areas of our, my life or our mm -hmm. life. Cause, and I, and usually it's, it's pretty dang valid, you know, where no. I, where I'm not maybe the way I'm eating or the way I'm managing my sleep or the way I'm just managing different parts of my life are suspect. And so <laughs> you're, you start to care a little bit more. And I'm thinking, hey, you know what? If this is affecting the well-being of our family or of our marriage, then she has every right to start having taking interest in it. And that usually comes in the form initially of kind of like micromanaging and trying to you know, come to my assistance in areas. And that's the thing is a lot of times I think your heart is right. And you're thinking, okay, how can I help him you know, improve in these areas of his life that he clearly doesn't see he needs to improve. Stop. <laughs> <And so> <laughs> just stop. Okay, so I think, like, as far as nagging, some things that have helped are Elisha and I being on the same page with communication. Because I think sometimes a lot of my nagging has come from unspoken expectation. Hmm. So I think, oh, well, this is what Elisha and I think is the dream week. Hmm. And all of a sudden, he is not living out yeah. what I thought we were going to do this week or yeah. this month. And it's like, wait a second. I just assumed all of that. Yeah. We never actually sat down and talked about it. So sometimes when I'm in my better moments, I think, I sit down, I'm like, okay, so how do we get on the same page here with what are your expectations for this yes. experience? What are your expectations for this week or right. for today or for this evening or whatever it seems is going really not how I pictured it? Yeah. Um, I'm not perfect in this area, obviously. But, but again, I think both of us take more responsibility than we used to. I hope so. Yeah. Well, I know. I hope I took I more. know you do. And, and again, even when I do feel like you maybe are micromanaging, it, it's, I always feel so selfish because you, it's, it's nuts how you always keep like the well being of our entire family and our home at the forefront of your mind. And so I'll you be do doing too. things. I think I do, but not so much in like a practical way. It's like, that's what I want and that's what I desire. But you see, like, if I one day eat lunch at like 1045 because I'm really hungry. You, you're like, okay, well, that's going to make you really hungry for dinner at like four, but we're not going to be hungry for dinner until six or like, and then the next day I don't eat lunch until one fifteen, 
And you're like, well, you're not going to be hungry for dinner when we all eat dinner at five. <laughs> this is and clearly what most of our well, no, it's just one. <laughs> this is actually kind he of has a like funny five reoccurring different thing. different examples of all the times he eats lunch. <laughs> well, what the heck? that has been... It's so funny because like if I work out first thing in the morning, then I'll get hungry at different times. But if I don't work, and so I'll I'll be hungry at different times for lunch. But it does really it can really throw off like the family flow because then it's four o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm like, where the heck is dinner? Like, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> no, I don't talk to you like, like that. Seven, and we're all hungry, and he still hasn't wanted to eat. Dinner. Yeah, I'm like, I just got done eating lunch. Yeah, so I think something that does help is basically not talking about it. Talking about it if something keeps coming up is like, Hey, we're in a good mood. So I've been thinking about this with the whole mealtime situation. Yes. What's your ideal with mealtimes? You know, can we get on the same plan here yes. instead of a nagging or micromanaging lesser form of communication, be yes. in the moment being like, it's so annoying. You like, you know, ate this morning at 10, you ate yesterday at two. What am I supposed to plan on? Yes. You've gotten so much better at waiting and having those conversations when we're like in a good mood and, it's, and we can like kind of laugh about it and then make a game plan. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. You want to ask one, can I pick the final question or do well, you have one? Okay. Okay. You pick a final question. Final sure. question to, to wrap things up. Oh man. I am so sore. Okay, this is kind of a fun one. And so we, if you want a more serial, serious question, well, I want a more serial. Well, question. that's funny because the question that I chose is what hot cereals do you eat? And again, this sounds like a trivial question. This is fun. <laughs> I was, so growing up, the only hot cereal I was aware of was oatmeal because that was the only one that was served in our home. And I was burnt out of it by the time I was like seven. It's like, I just, because we had it so regularly, we didn't have it every day, but if we had hot cereal, we had oatmeal. And so we probably ended up having it like three, three or four days a week. Um, and then I married Katie and there's like a different hot cereal for each day of the year. It's crazy. And there we are. have all of them in our pantry right now. And he won't eat a single one. He misses out every morning. Like in my home, hot cereal was one of the best experiences ever. And like my 21 year old brother still eats hot cereal for lunch and dinner. Katie's family loves. We all like love it. And they all have their their favorite thing about each type of hot cereal. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, when you the best way to prepare cream of wheat is when you get this, you put the walnuts in it, and like, oh well, my favorite when you're doing well, you the, could cook it hard. the ten grain or whatever. You, you know, could like, cook it soft. Yes. There's so many toppings you could put on it. There's different kinds of milks. Yeah. You yes. can eat it different ways where you like mix everything all up or you keep it like separate in layers. Yeah, it's an art form in <laughs> Katie's, Katie's family's home. And it still blows my mind when I go there and like your dad and your mom and everybody gets into the hot cereal. And I'm just, I, I don't ever partake. And I, I don't, should I? Do you think they, do you think your family's offended that I don't get excited I think, about that? You know, I, five years later, I'm almost over it. But Leon's kind of more like me now. Now he asks Elisha why he's not eating the hot cereal. And he well, tries it's funny to get because you to eat it. When he I make, loves it. My kids love it. When I make breakfast for the kids, which is only like, I don't know, maybe, we, maybe half the time I make breakfast for the kids. What do you think? No, not half, half the time? Half the time? A quarter of the time? I don't know. I think maybe two days a week. Okay, two days a week. Um, Elisha makes good breakfast. I'll just grab one of the hot cereals and the kids will be like, well, no, we had that yesterday. And they'll be like, no, we, we want to have this kind. So they've got their preference now on which hot cereal they want. And, um, and yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. 
<laughs> There's no moral to this story. But we're glad you guys were here. That was a fun episode. And Elisha and I never read through these questions ahead of time or get on the same page. So I feel like you guys hear us like talking through like, wait, what? That's your answer? Uh, real time. So you're welcome. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We're so excited to talk to you next week. Yes. Thank you for being here. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.